Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 350 from January 30th, 1997. A Thursday night show with guest 311. Uh, more specifically, Peanut from 311. The songs played were Misdirected Hostility and Purpose. They would return with seven more known appearances from 2000 to 2005, and possibly even more between 1997 and 2000. Nick Hexum, the lead singer, would also guest on the show solo with three more known appearances in 99, 2001, and 2002. On this episode, Adam is quite punchy, and Drew implies he's impaired. Adam tells him not to turn on him. And later in the show, Adam apologizes for kicking Drew's ass around the studio all night. Adam does a Marco Polo joke with caller Marco, foreshadowing the 2005 Adam Carolla replacement idea for the game. In 2005, Adam Carolla tried to steal the children's pool game away from Marco Polo, after learning of his exploits via a History Channel special of some kind. And Adam and Drew go over the average penis size statistics that they would quote on MTV Loveline and the radio show for the next decade. Adam Carolla has a bunch of fun with Peanuts Love of Weed, and uh, obvious use of it, to put it mildly. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter, at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to find more of my work and other projects, please check out SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Well-known pimp. Narcotics king. Drama. Big-time racketeer. Loveline! Back in full force. Loveline is meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain action intrigue. Exotica. Or even sexually oriented content. Listener, discretion advised. Come on. Now, here's Loveline. In this corner, Adam Carolla. And in this corner, Dr. Drew. All right, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla, that is Dr. Drew. He is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, and tonight we have Peanut from 311. He is here finally. Hi, how are you doing? I'm sorry I was late. Oh, no, no, you're, you're right on time. I know. I think you were here before I was. I think so, too. That's all right. Preparation hurts me, Drew. <laughs> That's why you avoid it so diligently. I've noticed that. <laughs> Thank you. This is really a dream job for me because I thought, hey, please, don't oh, kick the mic. God, what sorry. is up with that? What is up with this? This is... All right. <laughs> I'll, st- I'll stop. <laughs> you know, it was funny. Mike sensed the, sensed the roll coming on and he went, he just said to me, let it go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But all right, I'm not going to go anywhere, but... This is Westwood 1, is it not? <laughs> this is not Westwood 2, it's not Westwood 3, it's not the uh, Podunk Radio Network. How come we can't get some goddamn equipment in this place? How come the chairs are all on the floor and the mics are on the ceiling, and when you touch one, it sounds like... Uh, no, you can't touch the table right Hiroshima. Yeah. All right, it's let's my, go. It's my connection. All right, let I'm, it go. I'm, I'm, I'm let letting it go. it go. I'm letting it go. Turn it over. All right, the uh, name of the CD is 311. It's been out for, uh, geez, a year and change now. At, at least, yeah, it's going on two. Last time we had 311 on the show must have been about nine, ten months ago. A while ago. Something like that. And you weren't here. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's... We ran, we ran the show. It was so fun. This is comedy because Drew is rarely here, and I always love it. It always uh, underlines my point when we have a guest who shows up and goes, Yeah, Drew wasn't here. Or uh, something big happened on any given night, and Drew wasn't around. But the, no, no, no. Yeah, thank you, man. But the, all right, thank you. But the point is this. Oh, yes. Wait, that's my mic. It's got my Crown Royal sack on it. He's a guest. Oh, come on. All right. The, that's my lucky mic. <laughs> It makes me mediocre. <laughs> All right. So the deal is this. 
You guys were on about nine months ago. And the CD had been out for six months, but it was just starting to hit. And everything's just gone through the roof. And I, I take full credit for that, huh. quite, quite frankly. The music's all right, let's be honest. But the Loveline appearance is what sent 311 on their way. And, and they're back for just a little extra push. Not that they need it. All right. So you guys are basically uh, getting ready, going into uh, writing mode and getting ready to go in to record another CD, right? Yes. And <laughs> just, I'm on, yeah. You tap your foot once for yes and twice <laughs> for no. Uh, yeah, we've it, been writing for a while. We've actually been in the rehearsal studio for about a month and a half. Mm-hmm. And we've got um, something in the line of 28, 29 songs already ready to go. Uh-huh. So we've been working really hard, and we're really excited about this next piece of art that's going to come out. How do you decide which songs make the cut? Um, it's It's very democratic. We vote on it. And is it only the band that votes, or do the uh, record nerds get their grubby paws? No, just the producer. Just the producer. Yeah. All right. And uh, then you guys are off to uh, Europe, I hear? That's the rumor. And you've been to Europe a few times, I'm guessing. Nope, just once. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't like the food. Really? Wasn't really all that excited about England? going back. Yeah. England? Yeah. England was fatty. Yeah. Well, you got to... with me, doctor. Come on. Well, you know, England has great ethnic food. If you, if you look for the right restaurants, just don't, Good Indian don't eat food, British right? food. Yeah, That's it was, all. I was trying to eat British food. Yeah, they have Italian and Indian right. and all kinds of great food. Hey, you don't like boiled pork chops? <laughs> they have good beer. <laughs> and boiled fried chicken? Yeah, all right, so you get loaded. That's the whole thing about England. Everyone's got bad teeth, they're on the dole, and they're loaded. No, what the hell? Who cares if the food stinks? We'll make fun of the queen and have another pint. But, they, but the, the most unpleasant thing that can happen to you is a pickpocket could approach you, and the cabbies have been educated in 12 years of schooling. Really? Yeah. Yes. Drew always uses England as an example when he's talking about the, the decay of uh, North America. Right. I mean, that is a that remains a very civilized society over there. That little tiny island. Well, listen. When the cops don't carry guns, you Stop. know it, it can't be that bad. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? It's very civilized. Here, the cops are arguing uh, that they want uh, you know uh, bazookas and stuff because they have to return fire to gang members. As long as we're bringing this up, well, I was in England last year, and I I really sort of realized that the reason this country survived as well as long as it did is because a bunch of British people came over here and set it up. Right. I mean, they just have a phenomenal ability to create civilization, and we've let it decay ever since. All right, Drew, don't get into the whole ethnic cleansing thing, please. That's your deal, dude. Oh, it is. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. That is not mine. I knew one of us ethnic was a racist. Diversity is my thing. Yeah, but. Drew what Drew just said in, in his, his doctorly way. And doctors have a way of phrasing things. You know, they tell people they have cancer and the people don't walk away and they don't even know it. Here's what Drew's saying. Drew's saying when the English were over here doing their thing, everything was fine. And then we opened the borders and we let all these no, other no, no, people that's come not in. That's not up. what I'm saying. That's that is not what, what I'm saying. You know that's what you're no, saying, no, no, Drew. No, 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 no. What were you saying then? I'm just saying that they have an ability. They, they really have. They? The British. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. have a, a history of a highly evolved civilization and government uh-huh. that we've transported over and here. And when did the country take a turn for the worse? When we let, put, let them, <laughs> All right, let them yes, go. thank you. <laughs> there you go. Wow. When we lost the Revolutionary War. <laughs> we won it. That's the problem. That's what we should have done. Oh, we won? I knew this country was great. <laughs> Clay, 19, you're on Loveline with Peanut from 311. Hey, what's up, Adam? Hey. You're hilarious, and... Drew, um, respect you. I'm starting to be a psychiatrist. Great, um, psychiatrist. Well, we yeah, have to go to medical school first. Oh, I know. I'm in I'm at USC, but um, this is my problem. I grew up in like a really pampered and like wealthy family and stuff. And my my parents, I used to think like growing up, you know, that they were like all perfect, you know. But then right. now, 
I'm realizing that, like, my dad worked all the time. I mean, I never did anything with my dad. Right. And my mom is just, like, she's changed a lot in the past couple of years. Like, she's all, like, a depressed housewife, I mean. Okay. <laughs> just at home, just, like, totally depressed. And she, like, um, she's got, like, nothing to do herself. So she gets into my problems all the time. Well, I don't really have too many problems, but, but she's involved in my life. She's, and she's every, like, invading, invading your life in every way possible. Every way. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And yeah. if I try and sit down and Hold on, Clay. Her, it's what? Huh? It's what? Depressing? No, it's recoculous, you moron. Oh. I'm trying to get Sorry. this word to catch on. Okay. Peanut, maybe you could do it when you're on stage. Okay. <laughs> I want to replace in the English language ridiculous with recoculous. Okay. And your reasoning is? I made it up. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> That's all I need. Stake your claim. That's right. Then I figure you get like a nickel every time someone uses it. All right, like Clay, from keep the ASCAP going. people. Keep going, pal. Clay, you're not a moron. Okay. <laughs> it's just... I don't know. It's just I'm I'm just I'm 19, and I know I should be getting out of the house. But all right, here's a suggestion. Here's a suggestion. You you're, you want to be a psychiatrist? Yeah. So I, I, if you're independent, but I need funding for school. Hold on. And I can't get hold any financial aid with. All right, my settle school. in, Clay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me hold tell on. you something about being a psychologist or a psychiatrist. You listen. Your job is to sit there and say nothing for 50 minutes, and then charge 150 bucks. Okay. Uh, but but you know if you know that that's mental health is the direction you want to go, why not get a jump on that and begin working on your own mental health and get some therapy? I mean, there's part many psychiatrists, psychologists will should frankly have their own therapy before they really begin intensive work on other people's heads right. because you've got to have some well, clarity. I have, I have been to a number of psychologists with my parents and stuff. But yeah, but you need to get some individual therapy for the next three to five years and really sort this stuff up. You sound very dependent on your parents. You've over-idealized them your whole life, and you're just now coming to grips with the fact that they're they're not what you thought they were, which is good. It may, must be very depressing, a lot of heavy feelings attached to that. Very tough at your age to deal with this stuff. It's 19, and, he's still, yeah. and he has to be dependent on them for the financials for the, to pay for school. Sure. Well, he doesn't, but he does. He, he does. All right, but listen. Uh, the practical reality, he, sh- he does. It's tough when the, the bubble bursts at 19. Thank God my parents had the dignity to uh, tell me in no uncertain terms that they were both uh, moronic losers when I was uh, six or seven. That way, by the time I was 19, I had fully come to grips with the fact that the family was a pack of morons. God bless my family. Drew, when did you find out your family was losers, or don't you know yet? I don't know yet. Okay. Peanut? Um, no, I'm I'm constantly impressed by my family. Really? Yeah, always. Parents still together? Nope. But they're doing okay apart. Definitely. Did they did they remarry? Yeah, um my mom did. Uh-huh. Evil stepfather? No. Decent guy? Yep. Just did- just over talkative sometimes, but that's good. Really? I grew up in a really cerebral household. He's Gabby. Yep. What's he uh what's he do for a living? Uh he was a meteorologist in the Air Force. Oh, Retired really? now. Uh-huh. Lots, he- lots to say about the weather. <laughs> and I moved like, to the most climate-boring part of the country, oh. but it's been interesting lately. Oh, I could just see you guys sitting around the table talking about, like, barometric pressure and what it means to you. Yep, and comma clouds and whatnot. Oh. It's crazy. All right. But, so, I, but I love my parents, and they did me really good, so I don't know. I, I left when I was 17, and I know it was really hard on my mom, but she knew I wanted to come out to California with my band. and From Omaha, right? Do. Yep. Yeah. Oh. So... I don't know. It was tough for her. I didn't... I was ready to go. Omaha was kind of stifling me. Did they hear... I mean, do people in Omaha have a serious... um, Do they have a picture of what's going on out here in Los Angeles? It's totally different than what it is. I would imagine so. Yeah, because it's just sensationalized media hype news. 
right, instead like, of straight facts. Right. So it's like here here's what I think. And that's where we got Britain beat is they're they're so into the tabloids. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you know, we at least get some straight news, but I'm I'm doubting more the more I watch TV. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going the yeah. tabloid. We're going the tabloid yeah. route. We really are. Yeah. It's sad. But I mean, I think people when they think of Los Angeles, and especially from being some of the uh, being from some of the smaller uh, parts, or, or I don't know what you want to call it. Look, if you're not in New York and you're not in L.A., you're I would consider you an out of the way part of the United States. All right, Chicago. Of, of a, all right, San Francisco. All right, all right, all right. There are other examples, <laughs> but the point is, is if you're from Omaha and you're talking about Los Angeles, you think, well, you got. Robert Urich for a neighbor, and you got a bunch of guys driving by uh, shooting uh, assault rifles in your window at night. And th- that is, uh, well, actually, that's fairly accurate. <laughs> Michael. What's up, guys? Hey, you're 24, you're on Love Line with Peanut from 311. How's it going? Peanut, congratulations on, a, on your success, man. I oh, like your music. Thank you very much. I will continue to do the same. Yeah, great. Hey, I just wanted to get your general opinion on something. Um, for some reason, it seems that traditionally, like, men are always the ones who are aloof in relationships, and, and women are the ones who want the serious relationships, but I'm finding the exact opposite. I, I, all I can meet are women who just want to mess around and play mind games, and that's all they care about. Well, a couple things I would say to that. One is you're, you're obviously not connecting with the right women, because women, more naturally than men, want to have intimate, stable close relationships. Men really don't care about that, particularly at a young age. If you are concerned with that, which men can be, and you find yourself interacting with women who are not, it's women who have had to deal with men who are not into that that make them that way, that make them hard-boiled, and they have to play head games to survive, to try to get their needs met, rather than putting out directly what their needs are, which is to tell guys to hold out and slow down and uh, let's develop a relationship and have genuine emotional connections, which guys are usually not terribly interested in. Well, look, there's a whole biology here. And I bet Michael probably is more interested in clinging than in any genuine relationships. You want to bet? All right, point at no, Michael, No, I'm not would clinging. You? I just want a serious relationship. I've been, you know, I've had my heart broken, a two-year relationship. I, I've had a, a string of, you know, three or four months. Hold on a second. Hold on, Mike. You want to gamble? <laughs> we gamble on calls. I, I don't know how much you listen to the show, but we will gamble on the, uh, I mean, he, the emotional state of the callers. I mean, he's just, he tends to be a little clingy. I'm not All right, sure. you don't want to gamble. Uh, you have some thoughts about his past. I know you do. Yeah, it's kind of your story a little bit. The Adam Carolla story. It is. I swear to God, I'm never talking to you off the air again, as long as I live. I told him, I told him about a dream I had. He brings it up all the Anything I've ever told him, he brings up all the time. All right. No gambling. Uh, no gambling. Let's get to the point. All right, Michael. Yeah. Uh, all right. There are plenty of women out there who, who... There are plenty of women who you can connect with in the way that you want to connect with them. But if you're, if you're out finding the wrong ones, so don't blame it on them. Right. And that, Take a look and, in the mirror and, and, that, and figure out what you're doing. Right. And that that's, again, speaks about Michael's situation and the kind of people he wants to cling to. Okay. You have any other questions, Michael? But it seems like it's a, just a recurring situation. Every girl, it's like that's all they want. You know, they want the mind games and the spark. But then when I try right, to give them gamble. a mature relationship. Oh, you want to gamble? You know? Yeah. All right. Now Drew wants to gamble. Hold on, Michael. Mom, mom's an alcoholic. All right. Uh, Peanut, get a dollar out. I got a dollar. Oh, you do? Drew, you got a dollar? I have nothing. Zero. God. I got enough dollars for everything. Dollar Peanut, give him a dollar. <laughs> Look, your dollar from last night is mine. It's like going back to the casino and go, hey, you guys got 100 <laughs> bucks of mine I left here at the roulette table last night. What do they tell you? Screw off. You know, All right. I'm not Peanut, betting. did you give him a dollar? Yep. 
Well, where's Drew? You got to get Drew Oh, am I in? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're betting. Of okay, course I'm, you're betting. Okay. We wouldn't uh, gamble without the guess. Okay. Sure. All right. Uh, now, here's what we do, Peanut. We gamble on their upbringing. This is bad for the monkey on my back, by the way. <laughs> He'll be fine. All right, Drew, go first. What kind of uh, family is, did Michael Mom grow up in? is very unavailable, possibly alcoholic. Oh, that was mine. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll go next. And this is about the past, again, Peanut. This is not about the present, but okay. we know that the past shapes the present. I'm going. I wanted to go with unavailable mom. Why don't you go with alcoholic mom? All right, all right. I'll go no alcoholism, very unavailable mother. But how are we going to get? He might not be aware of that. You'll figure it out. All right. Peanut. What what kind of environment? Parents uh, divorced, uh, incest, abuse. Mm, How about? How about just? How about just no real connection as far as relationship wise? I'm going with his parents. No. Well, you got to go back. You got to go to the original relationships. The original relationships. Oh, okay. Those are what count. Yeah, okay. There you go. No connection. No real no real connection. So let's let's say All parents right. parents I'll, I'll, God, I'll, I'm saying the same well, thing. No, no, let me paraphrase. Parents severely narcissistic, both narcissistic. Okay. Cuz that's All a possibility. Right. There's a lot of subtleties here, but it still doesn't mean one of us can't be closer. Oops. Hold on a second. Sorry, uh, here, whoever I punched up. Michael. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the past. Okay. All right. Uh, where's your mom? Uh, she's upstairs sleeping. Uh-huh. With my original father. They've both been married for like 30 years. Uh-huh. You're calling from home? Yeah. What junior college do you go to? Oh, I work. I've Re- got a career. Oh, you got a career? Yeah. Oh, it's a fine career. You're still living no, at home. I work for a telecommunications company. It's, it's pretty good. I've graduated from college. I'm uh, just, you know, working my way up. Sure. All right. Uh, Michael. What yeah. kind of relate? How would you typify your relationship with your mother? Oh, we're very close. Uh. She, she's always been there for me. I mean, I'm not, she's not like a total confidant of mine or anything, but she's, she and I have always had a very good relationship. No My distance. My father worked a lot, and I didn't have, like, you know, a real cl- close relationship with him. All right. Who, who, who's drinking in the family? No, neither one of them drinks. It's, it's a pretty, you know, it's a pretty normal existence. No heroin, nothing? No, nothing. Uh, all right. All right. It's a push. It's push. a push. That's well, all right. Let's try to help me out. We'll I'm the Michael Ryan. The pot will ride. Yeah. We'll be back for the pot. All right, so so basically, to Michael, we're saying is, examine your choices and who you who you select. Yes, yeah. it is all you. Yeah, maybe he's hanging out in the wrong places. Is right. What I was thinking. I, I mean, if he really is as emotionally healthy as he leads us to believe he is, even though he's living at home at twenty four, uh, it's that he's had some bad luck. All right, not uh, true. Uh, not not all parents put them up in a in a dorm in some uh, quasi Ivy League college in in the East. Do you understand? Got it. Okay. Try and hold a chick. Caroline, 14, you're on Loveline. Hi. Um, I have, like, kind of a small problem. It, like, a month ago, I was raped, and it's all I can think about, and I don't know what to do. Caroline, how, how can you qualify that as a small problem? <laughs> I don't know. That's a huge problem, isn't it? I guess. I mean, that's tough. Have you ever been raped before? No. Has anything like that ever happened to you before? No. With, Go ahead. I know Drew has a theory here, but we'll get we'll get into that in a second. Was this uh, someone you knew? Kind of. We were just like on a date, and I guess he he gave me some beers or something, and then he, I I got raped. And wait, wait, wait. Were you intoxic? Were you unconscious or? No, I was I was just drunk. Was he violent or? Yeah. Did he threaten you with a weapon? Mm-hmm. No, I just couldn't move. He just pinned you down? Yeah. Wow. How old was this guy? He was about 16. Uh, did you tell anybody? No. 
Oh, you got to tell somebody, Carolyn. You've got, you've got it. You need a lot of support to deal with this. I mean, talking to us tonight, it's a step forward. I mean, at least you're making the admission to yourself by doing this. But you, you need a lot of support, a lot of talk, a lot of, uh, a lot of help, and and coping with this. And and let me just finish my line of questioning. Is this anything that has ever happened to you before? Were you abused by anybody when you were younger in any way? Well, like I don't think this really counts or anything. But like when I was like two or. Two through five, my mom used to like hit me with like wooden spoons and stuff. Okay, well that that qualifies. That is abuse. That's physical abuse. And people who are have been abused just somehow look like good victims to people that are abusers. People that do the abusing know who to abuse. It's just unbelievable. It's uncanny. Right. And this guy picked you out as somebody whom he could pin down, and he did it. And. The fact that you're not telling anyone is something that he sort of counted on as yeah, well. It perpetuates the cycle of abuse. You've got to break it now. You need to get over this. You have an opportunity to get over this if you start telling people and get some help with this. And, and all right, and a couple of issues here. First off, I, I know what happened. You, you probably like this guy. Maybe you're attracted to him. You're flattered that a guy, you know, who was a junior asked you out or something like that. You went out. And you had a few beers, and you did some stuff that maybe maybe you shouldn't have done. But that does not excuse his actions, and no one is going to blame you for that. There's a bottom line here. The bottom line is that you were violated, and no one is going to say, yeah, but she had a beer, yeah, but she went out with him, uh, yeah, but, Wait, yeah, but, yeah, but. Nobody is going to say that. He said no, that. Yeah, nobody is right. going to say that. In it, fact, in, in, the, in the eyes of the law, right. it's rape. In California, even if you had had consenting, even if you wanted to have sex with a man and you were intoxicated, it could be considered rape. That's why I'm moving to Omaha after the show. All right. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, that <laughs> promise? Anyway, I'll do it from a remote in my bathroom. <laughs> All right. The point is this, Caroline. Here's the situation. I, I know you're young. You're 14. This is a whole lot to deal with. There's two major issues here. The one issue is if no consequences are brought on to this uh, a-hole... He will go on and do this again. Rest assured he will do this again. Absolutely. You do this kind of thing when you're 16 and nobody nobody yeah, stops you. You keep I, going. Yes, All right, but number... now he's going to deny it. She has no proof. It's too late to do any forensic exams. The fact is she needs to take care of herself. That's the bottom All right, but this guy, can they can they his name can still be associated right. with this act yeah. for the future. But number two, if you sweep it under the car- carpet, it will, say, it will sit in your belly and fester, and then it'll come out when you're 24, uh, you know, a week after you're married. Believe me, it won't go away. Time never heals this. Okay. 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 What were you going to say? What we wanted you to talk, yeah. Um, I was... He is, like, part of, like, a really big group of guys, and I don't know if I tell, like, I might get beat up or something. Oh, is it a gang? Uh, Kind of, but not really. Well... You tell some adults what happened and let them decide how to manage these guys, okay? Right now, we need somebody needs to get you to some help. Do you want to hold on the line? We'll talk a little bit off the air. Yeah, we're going to a break. Yeah. All right. Okay. Caroline, hold on. Okay. You don't have to go confront an angry mob or anything like that. You talk to people that are experienced with this kind of stuff, and they're not going to you know, have a school announcement or anything that you've fingered these uh, hooligans in this gang. They know how to do it, and Drew, uh, Drew's off to talk off the air already. All right. Did I put her on hold? Yes, I did. All right. When we come back, we're going to hear some stuff. Oh, breaks my heart. And, and the, the, the thing that really breaks my heart 
and and because we hear it all the time, is if Caroline doesn't get some help with this, her chances of being a victim again down the road, 17, 18, 22, are, are somehow increased greatly. I don't know what it is, but I, I, we hear it all the time. People that were raped at 18 were also got um, uh, were victims of incest at, at, at 13. It happens all the time. And, of course, the guy who did it is going to continue uh, down this path. It's not like you find Jesus Christ after you rape someone at 16. Finding Jesus Christ never stopped anyone from raping. There's things in the Bible. There's ways to work around that oh, anyway. Don't even get me started on I, that. Don't get me started. <laughs> you an atheist? Um, I, I don't know. I'm, right. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you. We'll talk we'll about, talk about <laughs> We'll tell jokes about God during the commercial. And when we come back, uh, we'll hear a little something from 311. Line. We'll be right back, so leave a message at the beep. Hey, this is Dr. Drew. Is your computer running slow? Well, my clean PC can clean it up and speed it up today. Now, you might be asking yourself, how did my computer get this way? It's so frustrating, right? Well, opening infected email, attachments, downloading music and games can slow your computer down. Over time, running these programs can cause junk files, internet clutter, processor, and hard drive errors all to build up on your computer. MyCleanPC can help. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and in minutes, you can get a free computer diagnosis and find out what's slowing down your computer. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to clean out the junk, internet clutter, and even remove viruses. And MyCleanPC is guaranteed to increase the speed of your computer. With MyCleanPC, there are two easy steps to speed up your computer. First, go to MyCleanPC.com and get a free computer diagnosis. Then simply activate MyCleanPC software to optimize your computer performance. Go to MyCleanPC.com today and find out what's slowing down your computer. That's MyCleanPC.com. If you haven't heard the Brett Easton Ellis podcast, you missed this. This is Marilyn Manson. The two things that I think are most attractive in life are confidence and ambition. You see something in the future. Well, then check this out. Kanye West. Right now, I'm able to talk and be here, and I am a successful musician. My title, like, put down what you do. I would write Creative Genius. Hi, this is Judd Apatow. Hear my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. Download the show on podcastone.com. Hey, this is Pat Boone. You and I are listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right. Why is he here? <laughs> he can sound <laughs> like he's mispronouncing anything. <laughs> You know, the cool thing, uh, sitting here with uh, Peanut from 311, and um, what band are you from, Drew? Okay. Uh, we were talking to, oh, we had Pat Boone on. I asked Pat Boone when we had him on this show, just on a goof. And I was making a joke. I said, Pat, you ever had to kick any ass? And he went, well, friend, um, Apparently, uh, what happened was is some guy uh, showed up at his house once, uh, you know, his... Uh, Who's his daughter? Debbie. Debbie Boone? And she had that song, You Light Up My Life. She was singing about Jesus, or or God, or someone, by the way. Some, that, that's who somebody. that song was about. But anyway, the point is that she had that song, and she was all over the place, and some uh, nut 
nut job came over to the house and started ringing the the intercom and stuff and said some obscenities into the into the intercom and pat told him to piss off and then uh, next thing you know he turned around the guy had hopped the fence and uh, come to the front door and pat gave him a just a just a mighty right hook and decked the guy a lashing and then yeah, took him in for he, some he gave, uh, milk a whooping. And, then brought him in for some milk and then brought him in <laughs> <laughs> brought really? him in and nursed him back yeah, to hell. Please don't sue me. <laughs> don't sue me. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't... Uh, hey, engine... engine uh, Mike, what are you doing? You here? All right. Are we queued up with uh, 311? All right. Uh, Drew, you spoke to uh, Caroline off the air? We did. And uh, she's going to talk to some other people, some referral sources we gave her to. And uh, Peanut wanted this uh, boyfriend, this, this date, to be drawn in court. And I thought <laughs> if he only understood the genital collection... System that Adam Carolla is going to work. Well, I'll explain our, our it very, very quickly. I have many ideas for when I run for office. Uh, not the least of which is the genital collection program. I have a team of uh, trained or slightly, yeah, sober at least. <laughs> I've eliminated alcohol from the equation, and and they will go from town to town, and they will uh, target the troubled teens, and they will collect their genitalia. These are ewes. Uh, these are male ewes. And they will collect the genitalia. I'd say the starting age of maybe 14. And then what we'll do, every three years, we'll have a little checkup to see how they're doing. We'll collect the genitalia. We'll put it in a mason jar. I'll keep it in a secret location. And don't worry, we'll put your name and picture on the jar so there's no confusion. You wouldn't want to come back and get, like, Big Black Johnson or something like Well, wait a minute. There may be something there. <laughs> But the guy, so this is, this the is big black every, guy, is Johnson. You took is going to be upset. No, these are for people with a bad record. There we uh, go. Okay, you understand? Like Caroline's date. Caroline's right. date would be a. We just send the the uh, penis collection uh, wagon out to his place and take it away. I would just separate their neck from their body. I think that might do the point. I don't. I don't think those people should even be allowed to walk and breathe. Well, so, so violent are the lowest form. Right, yeah, and, I, and yeah, I can't help but let my violence out on people that are so weak to prey on the weaker. I agree, but right now we're just going to separate the uh, shaft from the groin. Right, and that and that would work. That yeah. would humiliate somebody to, Absolutely. to the point of not... And then we check up on them and see how they're doing and how their progress was and how their counseling had been going. And if they were doing fine, they would get the genitalia back after, uh, I don't know, three to five years. All right. Uh, 311 has themselves a CD out. Uh, it's been out for a while, but it's doing real good. And uh, it's called 311. And on that CD is a song called Misdirected Hostility. Misdirected Hostility from 311 off of 311. The name of the song is Big Country by Big Country. We played and with those guys. The name of the CD is In a Big Country. Uh, you did play with Big Country? Oh, yeah. Really? Yep, they were on a radio show with us. Oh, you mean like one of those... Uh, cons- one of those... Like big, huge package deals? Yeah. Right. It was hilarious. Really? Yeah. Did they do the Big Country song? Oh, yeah, they opened with it. <laughs> What the hell are those guys doing now? Still touring, still working that song. Really? Yeah. Well, here's the deal. It, it was a couple of years ago, though. Oh, okay. All right. And they had another song in there somewhere, didn't they? Not like not, not like Big Country. Not like the Big Country song. <laughs> I liked that song at the time. It had like a... Yeah, was, all right. 
Worst video ever made, though. You remember that video? A bunch of guys driving around on, uh, like, uh, Lots ATVs. Of yeah, yeah, guys, like, uh, <laughs> just uh, out destroying vegetation in the uh, Ireland countryside. Drew, you remember the big country. Oh, yeah, sure. You toured with them for a while, didn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You were a roadie for big country yeah. in uh, oh, 79 yeah. mm-hmm. and 80. All right, uh, Melissa. Hello. Hey, you're 18. You're on Loveline with Peanut from 311. <laughs> Hi, how are you guys doing? Good. Um, my question is, I've been with my boyfriend for about two and a half years now, and um, when I went away to school in August, we broke up for a period of about two or three weeks, just because things were getting, we were getting into a lot of arguments and things were getting stressful, and um, I realized it was a really big mistake, and we got back together and everything's been going great, except for he's got a real problem with his self-esteem now. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait. You're not going to induce a self-esteem problem just by breaking up for a short period of time. Well, he's 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 kind of always had a low self-esteem, but now it's just made it worse, and he's got, like, a trust issue now. I just wanted to know... Uh, what, what did you do when you were broken up? Did you have sex with some of his friends? No. You have sex with some of your friends? No. What about my buddies? Well, she, no. so he he has difficulty well, heard. with abandonment and loss. Is he real clinging? No, not really. All right. Well, then, what's the self-esteem problem? He th- he thinks that you know I'm going to leave him again. He's scared that I might cheat on him. Things Wouldn't like that, that be called clingy? She <laughs> may have confused it with static cling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is he, what kind of softener does he use? I have no that, idea. That's what right. This sounds like is. a hard water problem. That's what clingy is, Melissa. Yeah, this is right. somebody that has a sort Please, of abandonment. Please, clingy, clingy, clingy. Abandonment issues. Oh, yeah, abandonment sake. issues, and you sort of trigger those by abandoning him. Yeah, and I then, just wanted to know if there's anything I could do to like build up his self-esteem, ways I could, you know, act towards him or things I could say. Saran wrap. <laughs> <laughs> time, time will. Uh, I, I would say, don't listen to a lot of that crap. You know what I mean? Don't don't listen to too much of you hurt me, you hurt me, you hurt me. Now I feel like a bad person. Don't don't let him get away with too much of that. Just support him, be there for him, listen to him. But get on with things, and with time, he'll be okay. Yeah, don't indulge him too much. Right. Part of what people want to hear when they when they when they start in with that, oh, you know, with I can't anything, trust I can, with anything, it's just oh, please, I, not, you're totally unrealistic. Let's move on. Yeah, let, let's let's deal with reality. Reality is, I'm here. I really care about you. Let, let's get on with the relationship. Okay, you talking to me? No. Okay. It's starting. I want to break up. Problem. I want my ring back. We're going to break up. And and the plug. Uh, Melissa. Yeah. All right. Here. Do your best to uh, make this guy feel secure. But if it, it, there will come a point when he, there's nothing you can say and nothing you can do. And at that point. Look, it's, it's all about his, it's all of his material anyway. It's all about his idealizations of people and difficulty dealing with laws. Well, his, he, let him deal with it. He'll, he'll get through it. Just, just do what you do and be there genuinely for him and. Let tough, him take care right, of himself. Tough love and sprinkle in a little oral sex. Because a man never feels more secure than when he's being blown. Never. No guy ever said, you're not going to leave me, are you, while he was getting the blowjob. <laughs> you're not trying to break up, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That thought never crossed your mind. Maybe during the refractory period. Maybe during the TV period. Maybe the nap period. Maybe the uh, pose down period. I, I don't know if everyone else does that, but I like to pose down in front of the mirror. Maybe during the snacking period, but never during the actual oral sex. Never crosses a man's mind. Jeez, maybe she's going to break up with me. No. Nope. You'd never get a blowjob from someone that was thinking about breaking up with you. Unless you paid for it. And when we come in, Drew, why don't you sell, uh, sell I, a I call? Just, next week, we just have a question for 311. All right. Simple. Wow. 
radio. Oh, yeah. Loveline, we'll be right back. Wash your hands. Goldberg here, and whether it be the NFL, whether it be the WCW, or the WWE, I have met a myriad of interesting individuals. Spend an hour with me on Who's Next with Goldberg, and listen to the likes of Tony Stewart, Terry Crews, Chris Daughtry, Sean Merriman, Clint Black, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and many more. Go to podcastone.com, podcastone.com. All right, uh, back with Peanut from 311. I'm Adam Carolla, and that is um, Chestnut, Dr. Drew over there. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Well... Ready to move on? Mm-hmm. All right. We still have the uh, the pot of singles in front of me, so uh, there will be some gambling forthcoming on the show. Danielle. Hi. Um, Drew and Adam, first I want to say that I love you guys. listen to you every night. Um, Drew, I think you are extremely brilliant, and I respect you a lot because I want to be a doctor when I'm older. Good. Congratulations. And Adam, I think you are extremely hilarious. You are really funny. You crack me up every single night. But um, my question is... You don't want to be an a-hole when you're older? No, not really. Well, I'm going to lead someone into my career. (laughs) Um, Hi, Peanut. Hi, how you doing? Um, Fine. First, I want to say I think 311 is the greatest band. I I love you guys. I'll see your CD every day. And um, I think your music is incredible. And I also think that you and Nick and Timothy and Chad and S.A. all have the greatest bodies, and you guys are extremely gorgeous. But... um, my question is, I heard that 311 is an Omaha police code for indecent exposure. Uh-huh. And I was wondering which member or members of the band was actually charged with that. Well, it wasn't actually a member of the band. But, oh. But it was at the time. See, I was in a different formation of 311 back in the Omaha days, um, previous to meeting Nick and Chad and Essay. Um, oh, okay. Everything was different. But, oh. But we were 311. Oh. And that's where it came from. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, Danielle, where are you calling from? Um, West Hills. Oh, okay. Here in California. All right. Hey, 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 is 311, are these codes universal? I mean, these police codes, or do they have different ones for different states and different cities? I walked up to a cop in Omaha, and he said it wasn't true. But I saw the ticket myself, so there's there's conflicting stories even within that small, itty-bitty area, so... It just works. That will. That's what we're going to tell you. I think indecent indecent exposure should only be a crime if you're like fat. <laughs> I really do. Anyone who looks good naked, and I know it's up to a judge, but if you look good naked, there's really no crime there. It's not indecent then, huh? And and, and urinating outdoors should not be legal either. Well, really. Yes. There's nothing, especially on your own property. You know what I mean? Yeah. If a man wants to stand out on his front lawn and urinate, that should be his business. But you should try and be a little secretive about it. Just don't let the cops see you. That's all you got to worry about. Right. Well, uh, I'm trying to think. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, listen. I'm a guy. I have you. 
What have I urinated in? I peed in a uh, hotel ice maker once. I, I'm actually a guy. I, I that was by I accident, though, right? Well, the room <laughs> slipped slip down. The room key. Uh, here's what happened. Quite, quite honestly, I, I I'm, had I'm never having ice from a hotel dispenser. <laughs> again. Now I know why they have those machines that dispense instead of those big old scoopers that they used to have. All right, let's let us. I did not urinate into the actual tub of ice. Uh-huh. I was discreet. I peed into the drain at the uh, top of the thing. Okay. I've also thrown up in an ice maker in Tijuana. Uh, that was the old-fashioned one. Uh, God knows what those margaritas had going. Uh, hey, it's like, hey, it's, what is this, a carrot margarita? What the <laughs> Carrot and fish taco margarita? What the hell is this? Uh, uh, I, I, I defy any listener to call and say they've done more to an ice machine than I have. I don't uh, know if there's some sort of ice workers union or something, but I, I, I really could. I'm really am the poster child for uh, desecration of ice makers. All right, but what are you going to do? You're in a, you're in a room. No, wait a minute. Let's backtrack. You're drunk. You're in a hallway, and your room key doesn't work, and you got to go now. And you're up on the 18th floor, and you're looking around, and let's keep in mind you're loaded, and you can't get up. And you know how the bladder works, Drew, which is as soon as I decided I'm going to the bathroom, I'm going up to the room, I'm going to the bathroom, the clock started. In the bathroom, and what your bladder does is it does an estimation to blast off. It's like NASA. It goes like this. You're down, I was down in like the ballroom, and I said, I'm going up to my room, I'm taking a whiz. And the bladder went, did a little quick calculating, went, uh, I'll give it a, three minutes. Well, there it goes. Wow. Uh, the bladder clock oh had started at three minutes. Thank you for that sound effect, Drew. Who's calling you, Drew? Hospital. Pimp, huh? Hospital. Hospital. Pimp's at the hospital? No. No. All right. Three minutes, my bladder went. I got in the elevator. The clock was ticking. We're doing good. Stopped at the go. floor. It was 18. We keep moving up. We're moving up. Now the elevator's door, uh, elevator door opens. I'm at a minute and a half. Still looking good. Heading down the hall. Uh-oh. Kind of close. Getting down to 45 seconds. Put the key in. There's only 10 seconds left on the bladder clock. The key didn't work. Now there's no resetting the clock. The bladder's decided to lift off. Is it, uh, oh, 300 hours or whatever the hell it is, and I'm peeing. So I had to make a quick decision. I look around. I don't see anyone. There's the ice maker right behind me. There is actually something to that. It's not all just your weak will and, and, and uh, oh. lack of fortitude, but, but that the bladder neck actually starts changing angle. The, tr- the truser muscle the relaxes. Yeah, I These knew are it. relatively outside of your willful control. So but this happens when you're driving in your car. If, you're, if you really got to go and your exit's, you know, three or four exits down the thing, you know by the time you get to your it's, front door, you're ready to go. It, it, if it's ten exits yeah. down, you'll be ready to go when you get off In there. most people, it is not that overwhelming an impulse, but we know you've had a problem with this. You used to pee the bed and all that, so it's... it's <laughs> That's probably where some of that comes from. Drew, I peed in the bed as a youth because I wanted to. Do you understand? Strictly by choice. Totally by choice. <laughs> I, was, I, was def- I was a very defiant lad. Rose, eight, uh, 16, you're on Loveline. Yeah. Hello? Hey. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I want to talk to oh, yeah. Peanut? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm like one of your <laughs> biggest, biggest fans. You don't understand how much I love you. Well, now I do understand. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very I much. I want to say something about your songs, though. Like all my friends say this, that like the way your songs like begin, they sound like they're gonna suck. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, no. Okay, like okay, yeah. And like you could have worded that better, don't you think? But how do they end, Rose? What? How do they end? Well, they end fine, but like, but like, um, like if you like skim through the songs, and like you just want like, never mind. (laughs) Okay. Um. All right. You guys like okay. In the Ku Klux Klan, I like I heard like a lot of crap that like you said like 311 stands for KKK, right? You heard us say that. Well, I don't know. Like, 
that's like I heard it somewhere, and like and then like I heard you guys say like you didn't mean it that way. Is this like all true? Have you heard any of our songs? Yes, I have. So, what's your favorite one? Um, that one that you just played. Okay, you're a huge fan, Rob. And a, a critic and a scholar. Your information source is very weak. Oh, do you if realize? You lis- if you would listen to the song, sorry, Adam. That's right. Um, you would know that we preach nothing but free will. I mean, we would never support anything as closed-minded as the KKK. And there's barely any group of people that are any more ignorant, and we would never follow such a stupid thing. You guys never played a uh, KKK fundraiser at our Klan rally? Nope. No. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Teresa. Hi. 26. You're on Loveline. Hi. I'm sorry. I'm still recovering. I'll try to throw a few likes and you knows in here so I sound like everybody else <laughs> on the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was that English? I'm, I'm sorry. Teresa. It's um, my yeah. job to make fun of our retarded listeners. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. I won't say retarded. I'll just say youth. All right. Um, yeah. I do have a question. I have a... He's sort of a co-worker, except for we work in different offices for the same company. And uh, we've been friends for a while, and he's currently going through a divorce to his uh, wife of one year. She was the one who filed the divorce. Why? And um, from what I understand, she uh, she possibly met somebody else, and she felt confused, and then she wasn't sure she was still in love. Was this a, in a uh, inner office memo or something, or did he tell you? He told me. Okay. Um, over the course of uh, mm-hmm. some of us had gotten together from these various offices. Right. Had been drinking. All right. You know. Yes. <laughs> you are the dustpan. Yeah. You will be there to pick up the pieces. Well, see, this is what I'm asking is um, I've, I've liked him for quite some time, but, of course, he was off limits because he was married. And now come to find out that he's getting divorced. How far into this divorce is he? Excuse me? How far into the divorce is he? Uh, counting down 40 days, I believe. He's into it 40 days or has 40 days before it's... 40 days left. Wait the 40 days. Yeah. Before well, you definitely, do anything. Well, definitely. Definitely. Right. But, I mean, I understand that there's a mourning period and, you know... Right, but you'll sure be banging by the... Uh, you'll be screwing by the afternoon, Teresa. <laughs> Forget the you know, morning. Rebound can be anything from the next six months to two years. Right. So... Right. I just wanted to know if there was, you know, a good time or even a good indicator... For me to to know that you know maybe he's ready to move on into something else. What do you think he thinks of you? I I don't know. I think he likes me as a friend, and mm-hmm. you know we respect each other in terms of you know the job that we do and our intelligence and right. You know we have a lot of laughs and stuff like that. But uh, that's what you I've think. Never, he's, that's never been an issue. I mean, he's I'm staring really, at your jugs the entire time you're talking about respect and work. Excuse me. Okay, Teresa. I, listen, I didn't, sorry, I didn't hear that. All right, quiet. Okay, quiet, and you shall hear. All right. Uh, Teresa? Yes. Uh, I, I'm guessing he's good to go. I really am. Okay. He's, yeah, how long has he been uh, in the relationship? But, but, uh, hold on. Shut, <laughs> shut his mic off for a second, Mike. <laughs> how long has he been married? A year. A year. So it was yeah. a fast marriage. Um, I don't know how long they dated before that, but it was probably a couple of years. All right. But it, it was a fast marriage? Yes. Okay. So the guy's a little unstable. That'll be the best sex of your life. Well, now remember, it was his wife <laughs> has left him. It's not the other way that's around. His, that's so. his version of it. That's All right, but he he hooked up with somebody. He hooked up with somebody uh, who was capable of uh, fooling around on him and dumping him a year into the marriage, which which speaks volumes about him. You know, everyone's a victim, but let's 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 face it. You choose who you're going to get married to, and these people who go. Um, 
hey, I got married to this person, and you know what? They turned out to be a complete psychopath. They tried to cut my genitalia off while I was napping on the sofa. It's like, they're the victim. But I look at them and I go, hey, you moron. You married that person. You married uh, Lorena Bobbitt. Right. Although, I don't want to offend John Bobbitt because he's a moron too. But the, the point is, is, you know, your judgment is slightly impaired as well. Right. So, Teresa. Uh, just suss it out. I think he's ready. Now, you guys will probably have a fling, and then you'll break up, and it'll be uncomfortable around work for a while. I, I think but we don't work at the same office. I just think. All right. Well, then, then you're fine. You're kind of setting yourself up for disappointment. Just go well, and recognize. You know, to that. tell you the truth, and I know it's really lousy of me to admit this, but I'm not really looking for a long-term relationship right, then fine. right now. Then, I then, just got out of one. Then fine. I, Good. You I'm just, kind of looking just for some fun. Then you're both in the same place and a promotion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> There's where you'll find it, Teresa. All right. <laughs> And Drew always hates. Drew always says no sex in the office. I always say, listen. But he says, go ahead and have sex. You know, when you're in college, go bang everyone uh, on your dorm floor. And I tell him, listen, work. I can't hear Drew saying that. Well, Thank you. No, he's, he says boink. But the point I'm paraphrasing. But the point boink is, is work is what is equivalent to college when you're out of college. Except I mean, this is the, the deck place. is reshuffled every year. There. I mean, you're not stuck in the same career environment potentially for years and years and years we're very uncomfortable no oh, you mean at work you have the same people showing up That's every right. day and you reshuffle all the time in college and um it's more like people sleeping with their teachers if they t- sleep with coworkers who are superiors all right all right uh, and you're at point. a different age level and maturity yeah. level when yeah. you're in college and supposedly in the workforce you're supposed to all be right. smarter and everyone's stoned and doesn't remember the next day anyway all right. <laughs> we got to go to break. Okay. All right. We're going to hear something uh, more from 311 when we come back. And uh, Drew will return. Drew, are you going to come back? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now the Loveline Weather Report for the nation. Mostly neurotic throughout the southwest. There'll be some scattered indiscretions around the Great Salt Lake. Also overnight, partly chronic in parts of Virginia. Loveline will be right back. So you've got a couple of minutes to go catch something. The books. So, 1999 often becomes 84.50, doesn't it? When you buy flowers, yes. Not what you order; they're mostly dead. But now with the books, t h e b o u q s dot com, whole new way to send flowers. They take bouquets and simplify them. Send the flowers straight from sustainable, eco-friendly farms. It's off an active volcano in South America. They have a flat what, what? rate of forty dollars, free delivery. But since we don't always remember the birthdays and anniversaries, you have the option to sign up for the Books Never Forget subscription, so they always send them. That's awesome. Thebooks.com will deliver flowers on their most important dates automatically. Okay, there's a summer-long thebooks.com offering 15% off. All you got to do to get this discount is use the promo code CLASSIC for Classic Loveline at checkout. So go to thebooks.com, B-O-U-Q-S, that is T-H-E-B-O-U-Q-S.com. Click on the shop button at the top of the page, send the special someone a book. Don't forget, order today. Order today with use the promo code CLASSIC to get 15% off and free shipping on flowers from the side of a volcano. Volcano! All right, sitting here with Peanut from 311 and Dr. Drew. I'm Adam Carolla, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 
All right, 311, Dr. Drew and myself, phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. Drew, Hmm. you ready to move? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Jamie. Yeah? 16, you're on Loveline. Hi. um, I have a problem. I've been dating this guy for almost a month now, and a bunch of people at my work are trying to fix me and this guy up. A different guy. A different guy. Yeah. Do do people not like your present boyfriend or something? Well, they don't. They don't know, but they know I'm going out with him. They don't know what. They don't know him. Please, Drew. A different guy. They don't know what. What are you? Is it like a Martian? Well, we all work together, and the guy's book smart. But Jesus, conversation. My boyfriend doesn't live any. Doesn't live really live near me. He lives closer to my mom. Yeah. Well, where do you work? McDonald's. Oh, okay. And how far is your mom away? About a half an hour. And do you like this guy? The one I'm dating now, yeah. Yes. Well, then tell your coworkers to screw off and you're happy and I they don't need your help. To, and they, will, they won't listen. They won't leave us alone. Well, no one's going to be able to force you to go out on a date. Right. Well, <laughs> it started New Year's Listen, you're, you're being uh, set up by uh, people who wear uh, uh, paper hats and, and, and have... Uh, have uh, uh, velvet, velvet. <laughs> 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 who are uh, wearing smocks for Christ's sake? I used to work at McDonald's. You just oh. swept the floor there, though, right? Sweeping a mop. Yeah. I also worked the grill. No kidding. Absolutely. They let me. Hey, where do you do you work the grill? No, I work on the front line. Uh, let me work a little uh, McDonald lingo with you. All right. Uh huh. Give me a cheese count, Jamie. Huh? Give me a cheese count. Come on. All right, all right, I'll start it. Max up, rap, please. I don't do any of that stuff. I'm just on the front line. They don't have me doing it. Just the cashier. What do you? They just have you like in a bikini, standing on the counter. Don't you yeah. talk to the guys who make the burgers? Whenever we have an order that's changed, that like if somebody wants their order changed around, like right, that's a grill order. Right. Yeah. Okay, I've been there. All right, Jamie. Yeah. All right, you you. Did you have to watch training films? I started to watch one of them, but I didn't have to watch any of the other ones. I watched the training. I was no genius at 16 when I was working at McDonald's as well. But I'll tell you, what, tell I, you. what I did know. I was down in the basement watching training films. And they put in these uh, cassettes, and it's basically what to do mm-hmm. if there's a robbery. And in a few other situations, I don't know, maybe a fire or an earthquake, but one was a robbery, and they did a whole mock-up. There's a whole McDonald's, like, uh, traveling uh, theatrical crew. Production company. They're a production company. They do their own videos. So they have a guy with the, you know, hood on, and he comes rushing in, and he's holding a gun at the person at the counter. Give me your McMoney. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It and was too easy. Well, that's weird because, like, two of the McDonald's around here have gotten robbed lately. Right. And here's my point. When I was watching these films, I thought, the, and what they said, what they stressed on these films is, look, if someone comes in here with a machete or a machine gun, don't get in the way. Give them the money. Don't try to stop the robbery in any way. And I was thinking to myself, I'm getting two sixty-five an hour. What the hell? They What do they think I'm going to do? Jump over the counter and, like, tackle the guy on the way out? Try to wrestle the handgun away from him? Are you nuts? Where they're training, those training films are to encourage people though to become robbers. Oh, they are. Yeah, know that they're, they're letting all the robbers know that. Uh, oh, that's come a very good step point. Right in. Yeah. Right? I, I, I should have done that. I wasn't smart enough. Yeah. All right, Jamie, you're doing yeah. fine. Don't go out the guy who's uh, working the fries. All right, stick okay. with your man. All right, and and use a little um, high percentage of your brain in the future, and stop listening to people around you. 
Okay. Let, All them, right. let them know that you're not listening to them because you're fine and you can take care of yourself. All right. You cool with that, Jamie? Yeah. All right. Oh, yes, I was a sweeping mop boy. They wouldn't let me work the counter. And, uh, oh, hold on. Uh, we've done this before. Uh, anybody involved with the uh, management or uh, ownership over at the uh, McDonald's in Studio City on uh, Ventura Boulevard? Kiss my ass! You vermin-infested oh. fast food chain? Oh, wouldn't let me work the counter. Can you believe that? The, the, uh, the golden-throated, uh, silver-tongued man you hear at this point was not fit to work the register. Can you? Drew. You still haven't gotten over it. Yes. Richard. You told me never to bring it up, though. Thank you. 15, you're on Love Line. Hi, Adam. Hey. Um, I was wondering, because I was on the internet today, and I see, see so many people enjoying cyber sex, and I'm wondering why. Why do people like it? Yeah. Because they can't get laid in, in, the, in the real world. It's stupid. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you you're talking to. All yeah. right. Yeah. What's your question, Richard? Like, I was just wondering, like, really, why do people like it? Well, it's fantasy. And what do you guys think about it? Well, it's the same reason people are into anything. Pornography, a phone sex, what have you. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This it, just involves typing. Right. Yeah. Which would never turn me on. Oh, absolutely not. Hey, are, are you talking about going uh, browsing and looking, uh, looking at naked pictures? Or no, are you I'm talking about, about chat rooms. Chat rooms. Yeah, because I'm on like uh, one of those big online services. Right. Where they have chat rooms that you can make up it does nothing for you there's about 40 of them that say six 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 all right you're 15 yeah yeah don't worry by the time you're 18 you'll be you'll be chained to the thing yeah mm -hmm. maybe richard's a little healthier than the average really all right richard yeah if you don't like it stay away from it okay yeah there's nothing really all that exciting in there no i i've never even been into the phone sex no i can't see that how that would do it either to me sex is a very visual thing same. I don't even like people talking when I'm trying to have sex with them. I like talking. I don't you have do? to disagree with you, but that's just my opinion. But you never know. I mean, yeah, talking is all right, like, uh, hey, that feels good, hey, harder. But you may hear something like, hey, knock <laughs> hey, it off, hey, hey who are harder. you? <laughs> Wait a minute, you're my cousin. Wake up. Slow down. <laughs> There's a time and a place for it. Right. Okay. But, and it's, it's but not the computer. Type, but typing, yeah, on the computer, that, that would not do it. Oh, for Christ's sake, go down to the 7-Eleven. Just go grab Forum from the, uh, the 7-Eleven and read it on the pot if you want to read uh, eroticism, like Drew does. <laughs> oh. Attack. Attack. Uh, what the hell? What name is that? Stiana? Stiana. What are, you, uh, what are you? Clairvoyant. Would you just get back from like uh, Iceland or something? They have it phonetically spelled here, Adam. Oh, okay. That's a really nice name. Thank yeah. You. What kind of name is that? It's Icelandic. Wait, didn't I just say that? Yeah. What? Yeah, you did. Well, I'm some sort you're of both, like a you're both clairvoyant. I'm some sort of like a ling linguist all of a sudden. All right. Well, anyway, now that we know the origins of your name, what's your question? Um, my question is. Um, First of all, the guy about the internet, any time a girl's going to tell you she's going to blow you, whether it's on a computer or what, I mean, it's a positive thing. Am I wrong? Well, um... You, yeah, just, first, you just converted Adam. All right, no, because it's a, it's a fat trucker who's telling you he's a girl and he's going to blow you. It's a computer screen. Yeah, but I know. I know who's sitting on the other end. Uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's Engineer Mike. Okay. <laughs> okay, my problem is, is um, after sort of roughish sex... Um, when I th the first time I go to the bathroom afterwards, I notice that um, it hurts. My penis kind of stings. Right. 
and it, I don't know if it's getting bent around or whatever. It, it's getting, the, I mean, the, the urethra is getting traumatized. I mean, that's actually right. what happens. I mean, you can avoid some of that maybe by wearing a condom. Could it be clogged with the guy's poo? Oh, you are you are just you are just a class act, Adam. And uh, you could just kind of back off a little bit so you're not hurting yourself. I mean, you, your body has pain sensory perception to guide your behaviors a little bit, right? Right, but we all know about the uh, novocaine that is injected well, into yeah. a man's body when he has sex, and yeah. that's why people uh, can have half the skin off their body rubbed off by the uh, carpet and not know. What happened? I mean, I've seen people and women who normally are, are fairly squeamish and have a slightly lower threshold for pain than men do. I, I know. Don't give me the whole give birth uh, talk. That's giving birth. But what I'm saying is most women, you pinch them on the arm. They, ow. Yeah. It hurt. I've seen women that have, like, uh, no skin left on their back or their knees. I said, what the hell happened to you? Oh, I was getting it on last night. It's like, True. yeah, you didn't feel anything? Well, no, we're getting it on. There's no blood in the head, right? Absolutely. Yeah, well, it all it all leaves and goes other places, and you don't feel the pain. True. Right. Am I right about this? There's, there uh, is an endorphin phenomenon in, in, during that. Yeah, people, it's just like the same thing you get in like a football game. You're playing something like that. Right. When you're having sex with like one of the other players. No, it just there's I don't an get your point surgery. at all, Drew. Endorphin surge. There's no way those guys are getting it on. All right. So, uh, Stiana. Yeah. Uh, what was your question? The stinging pee. Well, oh. just um, okay. Basically, what was it and. Uh, you got to be careful. I mean, for, for anybody else out there who's listening that gets stinging after sex, you got to worry it's a sexually transmitted disease. I mean, if it's one partner you're consistently with and she doesn't have any symptoms, then it's you know less likely. But uh, anybody who has pain or discharge with urination has to worry about the possibility of a sexually transmitted disease, so it does need to be checked out typically. So is it's just nothing. It's just trauma. Trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it could be something, so get checked out. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, because you have to make sure it's not a venereal disease. I know when I was urinating in that ice maker, Drew, I felt a little tingling sensation, but that was just a penis dangling in the ice. Yeah, that's post-migration syncope. <laughs> that's what <that> tingling was. Plots <laughs> <laughs> afterwards. Uh, Jeremy, 19, you're on Loveline. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, just kind of wondering. All right, uh, 19 years old and stuff, I've dated quite a few different women. Um, I don't know. I considered myself to be like just ordinary average guy you know i'm not like butt ugly i'm i don't know but i've got like a serious problem i can't like keep a relationship i mean like the longest i've ever like stayed with one girl is probably about two and a half three months how, how do they typically play out how do they usually end yeah um i usually end up breaking up with them why um <laughs> i don't know like some of them i just started getting like some girls like if i get real attached i'll break up with them because of that excuse me the logic doesn't quite follow here usually when people get attached they yeah, want to stay in a relationship that's what I was kind of wondering there yeah why do you do that um that's kind of the part I haven't really figured out well that's the part you need to figure out well it's a fear of intimacy yeah it's a you fear. don't want to get hurt it, you know it's it's you're afraid you don't want to get drawn in right you're afraid you're gonna you're gonna get attached really attached and then lose them. So as opposed to risking the possibility of losing somebody you really care about, you make the loss happen first. Yeah, I'll explain. This is why I'm a Rams fan. Rams never win. They never, ever win. And so I can enjoy a Rams game without fear of being hurt or heartbroken. This poor Ann over here is a big Chargers fan. 
oh, she comes in here crying after the Chargers take a beating. Now, they win a lot of their games, so obviously she's horribly disappointed when the, when the big loss comes in, especially when they lose uh, the playoffs or the Super Bowl like uh, last yeah. year. But the point is this. If you don't care, you're never going to get hurt that much. And so you're, 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 you're scared of caring too much. So are you saying I just shouldn't care about these girls? No. Anymore? No, I'm saying you've got to follow the Rams. You got <laughs> We're saying you've got to you've got to. Let In yourself. Words, don't get my hopes too high. No, no. Jeremy, oh, your denial is phenomenal. Somebody shoot me, you, please. You, you are. You need to. In these relationships, you start caring. You need to stay with them, and allow yourself to care and have a real relationship. What it's, do you think? It's Dana? a good sign when you like somebody. Yes. It seems like you answered your own question. You said that you can't. You can't keep a relationship longer than a month, and then you said that you keep breaking up with yes, them. You won't keep a relationship longer than a well, month. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it is. I mean, are you are you finding out that? That you think everything's cool for a little while, and then it, it just seems horribly wrong, and then you want to yeah, get out of exactly, it. Yeah, exactly, right there. Well, just maybe, maybe you're you're trying to be too serious, and you're trying to put a fake relationship into what is actually going on, well, and it might like, just be more casual. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like when I'm going out with a girl, there, there, I was telling you, you know, Jeremy, you're like just the perfect boyfriend. You just, you're so nice, you're considerate, and all this and all that. And then, like, I started going out with them for a while, and then they, I. I'll think, you know, this girl is really great. I really like this girl. I'm going to stay with her for a while. And then all of a sudden I wake up one morning, oh, God damn, you know, this is not quite what I expected it to be. I just find three million reasons why I should break well, up. You start it. nitpicking. You put on the jeweler's loop and you start looking for the flaws. Yeah, I used to do that. That's L-U-P-E? Yes. So what do I do to get over it? <laughs> Wait a minute. I think you need no, no. to um, understand that you're not really ready for a relationship yet. Oh, I'm, I know for a fact I'm not ready to settle down and get married. All right. Well, then en- enough so you, of this nonsense. Yeah, you're, you're set. You're you fine. just date, have meaningless sex, pick up a venereal disease, and eventually you'll impregnate someone and have to marry them. All right. The, the trailer park end of the story. That's right. <laughs> uh, hook up the uh, propane tank and call it a life. Shauna, 19, you're on Love Line. Uh, yeah, I have a question. Um. I was wondering, which is, can pot cause lung cancer, or or what? Is it, can it cause that? I mean, is hold it on, worse than cigarettes? Hold on, cigarettes? Let, me, let me yell at Shauna. Shauna, turn the radio down. Hold on. Turn the radio down. Oh, for Christ's sake, this radio. All right, hold on. Shauna's got to be penalized. We have to make an example That was Shana. a really good question, though. I, All right, we'll, I want to we'll hear get, the answer We'll that. get back okay. to no, it. Let me answer Let me answer it. Come on, let me answer it. Right, do you need Shauna? Yeah. Shauna? I'd really like to penalize her. All right. <laughs> She's been. Uh, she's been it, it, there is there is concern that it could be carcinogenic, but there is not good evidence to that effect. What there is ample evidence of is that it causes a lot of damage to your airways. It can cause sort of an asthmatic, like chronic bronchitis, basically, oh. and it can be quite serious. Taking in smoke in any form cannot not be good, good for you. Shauna, well, you yeah. you smoke but, that, you smoke a lot. Yeah, I guess. Uh huh. How's your kid doing? My kid. I heard someone crying in the background. Yeah. Is that your kid? Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm really hanging up on you with that confused my kid. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do what's good for your kid, get some sobriety going. Where's though. Papa? In the bedroom. Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. That's Same cool. guy who had the kid? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Good. Wow. How, good. how old's he? Uh, 25. Okay. Take care of the kid. Yeah, but the kid needs a sober mom. It's very... It's very Believe believe it or not, it is very damaging to children to have mind-altered parents. It, they perceive that as a form of abandonment to have parents that are altered in that way. It's feel, it makes them feel very out of control and very insecure. It, it is really a, a serious thing for kids. 
And if you really love your kid and want to do what's right for the child, get involved with MA, get some recovery going, and uh, don't worry about the lung cancer that you might get. You you have something. It's called marijuana dependency, and it has a treatment. All right, Shauna. Okay. All right. Sorry for bumming your high, but take care of your kid, would you? <laughs> I right. try. All right. Yes, your mom. Love that denial. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll listen to you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? I love denial. It's like, hey, uh, who's the kid in the back? What kid? That was the bad one. That's <laughs> like, oh, oh, do you have a kid? Yeah. And what is with the what is with the listening skills? Is is it is it it's it's not a physical thing. Drew, what's up with everyone? Half our callers, we, we do this with. What is up with that? That what? Is that denial? Uh, that which? I'm he asks uh, point blank, uh, straightforward questions, and they just have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, some people they, people are operating their own agendas a lot these days, and so they, you don't really exist for them. So they're saying they're not. What do you say? Oh, there's there is a lack of listening. Skill, all right, let's also, talk. To, yeah, all right, Lynn, twenty four. Hi. <laughs> what about listening? I'm sorry? I'm sorry. I was just screwing with Drew. <laughs> All right, those of you, uh, please, uh, don't send me any fax or emails about leaving Drew alone. I like screwing with Drew. It's between me uh, and his wife, quite honestly. I, I sure she's the only one I listen to, and I only give her five minutes. Lynn? Hi. Hey. Uh, I do have a question. Um, does speed have something to do, I mean, when you quit speed, um, actually, when you start speed, is there um does it have something to do? Does it stop like your maturity level? Absolutely. Because I had an ex-boyfriend that started. Hey, you doing any drugs? You, you basically. Me? No, I'm not. No, no. Oof. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, no, no. We're, huh? Weren't we just talking about this? Lynn, people with their own sort of uh, agenda. Do, yeah. Let people that do drugs arrest their development. Typically, it's a very common effect of drug use, particularly during adolescence. Okay, so basically when they start in adolescence, they sort of freeze their brain? They stop their development, typically. Okay, because I was wondering about that, because um, I was always wondering why he wasn't, you know, acting his age. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I never had any kind of relationship with a drug addict, an ex-drug addict, or anything like that before. Okay, well... Are you still going? Speed is different than everything else, though. That was like speed pretty much a blanket statement to just go over drug use, and that, I don't know if that's necessarily speed. fair. But uh, it, it I know is, what you meant. It, it, any drug use during adolescence does has two things. If you use before the age of fifteen, it has rather dramatic neurobiological effects. Almost whatever the drug is, particularly speed, particularly hallucinogens, particularly alcohol, have really substantial effects on brain structure. Uh, in terms of arresting development, pretty much anything you use that blunts your ability to to experience affect or that you use to deal with affect blunts your ability to develop coping strategies to deal with that and that that is what you're developing that's but there are degrees and there are degrees but but pretty much any substance use during adolescence will blunt development that's and i would say speed would be near the top of that is perhaps um, acid too although i people you know, don't seem I to do see, acid you know, as one, much as they do speed when they're the into it yeah acid is rough the one that i typically see that has one of the most profound effects is marijuana that's yeah, really but, the one that's that really is common but you're talking about problem. people that smoke out every, every day, day. Every, absolutely that's what i'm talking about and if you're like a uh, peanut over here and you just did it um, i'm not talking about that okay is that what we're talking about but it's but it is more of a cerebral drug than it is, and in cerebral I mean that you that you actually get to sit down and talk to people about what you feel, just like acid, pot and acid. I'm putting together in that in that yeah. way, that in that way you can you can make 
growth leaps. I, I think I've made some of my best thoughts. And, of course, that was the drug talking while I was on LSD. Yeah. And I think the next day afterwards when I thought about how screwed up I was and how different my thought process was, it actually got me centered to what was actually going on all the time. And it really it made it made a profound leap for me. But um, I do know what you're saying. But I mean, well, it's, well, it, is talk, it is confusing. Drew's talking about chronic use and right. uh, repetitive use. I have had experiences with uh, mushrooms and marijuana that made my mind go to a place that it hadn't gone before. Now Drew's a little uptight, and he would Drew just stay out of this conversation. Let me talk. Uh, let me talk. Let me talk drugs with the rock stars, please. And you know that, you know, if you got high on mushrooms, acid, or, or marijuana, or anything every day, eventually, if you, <clears throat> you go to that place you don't go to very often. If you go to that place that you don't go to very often every day, then it, after a while it's not a place you don't go to very often. It's a place you're at all the time, and there's no new discoveries. I smoke pot every day. You do? Yes, I do. Do you go to a new place each time or just the fridge? No, it's 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 usually the refrigerator or the television. It's it's more it's 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 but, just a it's a daily operation thing. But it's a way of uh escaping, relaxing. Yeah, it's just a way of slowing down. I, I have a I have a naturally pretty jumpy attitude and right. that does slow me down and it's just relaxing it's like my evening glass of wine okay uh, i uh, i appreciate your candor uh we got to go to break i'm going to talk to peanut about where to score and then when we come back we're going to get a little more into this topic because uh, i tend to agree with him i know drew has a counterpoint and we're not going to let him say on the air and we'll have a no, uh, we both want to hear it we'll have a lovely lopsided <laughs> debate when we return hi Love Line's going to be right back. All right, play the beat. Play, play the damn beat. What's going on? Where the hell's the beat? Where the hell's the damn beat? Ah, yes, Loot Crate. It's a monthly subscription box service for geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, one-of-a-kind items, and more. They're guaranteed to be 40 bucks plus in value in every crate. That's more than double. Hell, even I can do that math. Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. So let's get cracking, people. You've got until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. But when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So let's get to getting. Make sure you head to lootcrate.com forward slash ace. Enter the code ace and save 10% on any new subscription. That's lootcrate.com forward slash ace and save 10%. This is Heidi Fleiss, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Two names that wish they could be found in the little black book. All right. Is she behind bars yet? I don't know. Where is she? She's making jeans. Oh, she is? Or something like that. Oh, she's make, right? she was making, making sweatshirts. clothes. Oh, she is. She, is she, poor Heidi. Really? I, she's I, getting the, the poop end of the stick. I on was this impressed one. with her. I really, I really expected her to be what the press portrayed her to be, but she was in, in recovery when we saw her and had great insight into how her life had been screwed up and why. Remember? She was all right. 
but I mean, compared to what she, how she's the rap she gets, yeah, she's portrayed. I, I felt sorry for her. Well, of course, these uh, goddamn media with all this. I mean, they're they're such it's 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 turned into such a society of uh, voyeurs, mm. and we're all so interested in who's boinking who and uh, who who got caught with their uh, thumb in the pie. That it, it, we've we've ignored the real issues mm-hmm. of society, mm-hmm. and I and listen. Let, let me just say something very quickly. I, I and I, I won't go on too long about this, but I have talked about this uh, on the air and off the air quite a few times. The media would say, "Thank you, Engineer Mike." Now I'm going for 15 minutes. <laughs> Soapbox. The media would say that listen, we are listening to the people. The people say they want more smut, they want more dirt, they want they want more time on uh, you know what Heidi Fleiss is doing, what where John Wayne Bobbitt's penis is, where where it is, and who's been uh, get who got caught with a DUI and who's boinking who. That's what the media would say. Hey, the people demand it. We're giving them what they demand. I say that is total BS. Your job in the media, whether you be uh, uh, radio announcers or whether you have a uh, newspaper or news organization, is to report the news, uh, to speak your mind, and to speak the truth. You set the agenda. You don't look around and let, and let the morons in society set the agenda for you. Just because a bunch of a-holes in some trailer park somewhere want to hear more about Heidi Fleiss and more about her book... That doesn't mean you kowtow to that, uh, to, to that. I mean, you set the agenda. You say what's important, what's important, and you get people to follow along. I can't stand this. It's no excuse to say, hey, this big group of morons got together. Thank you. <laughs> big group of morons got together and told us what they wanted. Well, I'll tell you what people want. They want they, they'd like it if you just smashed boobs up against the screen and spoke a Yiddish. That's what they really want. But you're not going to give them that. I've lost my train of thought again, Engineer Mike. <laughs> Listen, have some dignity and stop blaming uh, the stupidity of society. And how is society going to get any smarter, any more informed, or any brighter as a society if you don't challenge them once in a while? All right, now what were we talking about, Pot? Yeah, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> pot? All right, so <laughs> Peanut is a uh, daily pot smoker. Right. Uh, Drew's uh, a peyote man, by the way. I can tell. And uh, we were talking about addiction, and, and so Peanut, you're saying that Peanut has a uh, has the uh, the alcoholic gene. Even I, I can if, predict that just based on the daily pot use. Even if he's not into alcohol, right? You don't have to be an alcoholic. You have to but use alcohol to be an alcoholic. The studio. That 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 it, it is it is a biological predisposition towards an activation of a reward system in the brain that that is activated by certain substances, and it's a genetic disorder. And marijuana is one of the drugs that, for some people, interestingly enough, for everybody, it, it can activate. And it, it is—I've only seen it in the setting of alcoholism, family history, or certain ethnic um, Eastern European Jews tend to get it without alcoholism. But otherwise, it's always with alcoholism. And what are the uh, Drew? And Drew, you know, this is a science. I mean, you know, people kid about. I mean, like in Russia. 60% of the population is are, are alcoholics. Yeah. I mean, it, it absolutely stops the economy and ruins ruins the country. There's certain cultures that have a, a predisposition to certain... The, the cultures can support the biology, can increase the probability that the severity of the disease is going to be worse and it's going to manifest more likely. You know, I mean, you know, just because you have the gene doesn't mean you have to get the disease. All right, so what are the, what are the drinking cultures? Scottish, Irish, Eastern European, Northern European, okay. North American Indians. Where's Europe? Okay. And uh, where's the pot culture? Same people? Subset of those same people. Uh-huh. 
And uh, gambling culture? Same. Prostitution? No. No. It's, okay. it's thrill-seeking. Who's it's, the it's, pedophile culture? Thrill-seeking is what activates the same reward system. So it also tends to be people who are into extreme sports, rock climbing, that kind of stuff. You'll, you'll see people who just get way out into these very extreme activities. And the lo and behold, family history of alcohol. Certainly, that's a better way to deal with that biology than, than actually using a substance. It, but it's it's. But I'm never going to break my legs smoking a joint. <laughs> well, that that's been always Adam's point. Is except marijuana. for if you're chasing the ice cream truck and you like trip on a sprinkler head. <laughs> I've done that. Turn an angle. The marijuana doesn't make people uh, hurt other people. And no, it makes speed, speed is a violent drug. Alcohol is a violent drug, and uh, marijuana is not. No, that's fine. Yeah, there you go. I wish everyone yeah, would get stoned. Some, let's have some. You know, a little actually, bit of Actually, I'll tell you what. I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Cypress Hill, when they first came on this show like about four or five years ago, I thought, oh, God, these guys are all marijuana addicts. It's just so, you know, so difficult to deal with. They're very kind of hostile and angry. Now, like a... a, a newborn. Newborns. Of kittens. They came uh, in. They're just, they're just docile now. Yeah. yeah. It's five years later. I'm telling you. I was... Uh, Nicest tic- guys you're one of me. I was tickling oh, Bobo I, I from... Toured, uh, I toured with them. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, they're great guys. They're and fantastic. Pot has mellowed them right out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ten years from now, we're going to have to wake them up to <laughs> let them know it's time to wrap. But, I mean, uh, it, it smoothed them right out. And if, if if they had been in alcohol instead of marijuana, or they'd speed. probably be in jail be by speed. now. They'd be killing people. Thank they'd you. They'd be dead. Yeah. yeah. So pot does have its good side. Absolutely. But, but it also does have its bad side. Right. I, uh, I, I look forward to the day when we can all speak rationally about this drug. There's such political energy around I'm, the drug I'm now. trying. I'm making my leap. I'm, I wore my pot shirt to the show, but, you know, <laughs> and, and, I, and I, we've had this discussion before. Have we? At no. least once. Is there, and, yeah. dr- and, and there is a, you know, this just needs to be an intelligent forum on it. And if alcohol is legal... Then pot should be, and I'm and I really had a hard time not cussing when I said that because it, it's, that is it's real wrong. hard to defend one severe ill in our society by oh, saying yeah. we should have another. Yeah, it, that's uh, that's true, but but, but, but I think it is hypocritical that, it, that one is illegal. The Sorry. argument though should be make, made how poorly prohibition works when people really want something. All right, that exactly. And was there a drug problem before the drug war? As far as as bad as the media has made it seem. Well, the the bad came from the really bad comes from the crime element in it. That's right. It's the Harrison Act in nineteen whatever that was. All right. Uh, yeah. And l- go, let me doctor. just let me just yeah. say something, uh, and and then we're moving on to the calls because that's what the show's uh, about. And although, producer you, Ann's got a puss on let over me, there. Let me just real quickly give the, the other side of that though. For people who are trying to deal with their impulsions to use drug, it, it is not doesn't help them, and it's not a good message to them to make these things available. It, it could be could have an adverse public health impact. No, so I, I, it wouldn't. We need to discuss it's it. It's the illicitness that turns on all the teenagers, uh, believe me. And and to all you morons whose argument is, well, look at the uh, problem we have with crime when the stuff's illegal. God, this is the most moronic thing I've ever heard when people go, never heard it's that. illegal now. Imagine if this stuff was legal, what we'd have. Yeah, people would be running in the streets crazy. I've heard that, I've, oh, I've heard that a lot. Absolutely. Cheryl, 20, you're on Loveline. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Um, I just wanted some advice on if um, me and my boyfriend should get married someday, you know? No, let's no, move no, on. No, wait, no, no, wait, 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 what? wait, wait. What is the deal? I'm, hey, Drew, hey, I got, I'm allowed advice. to go with a hunch once in a while. All right, but let me just provide my input. Well, why do you ask that question? Um, I don't know. We kind of argue a lot, you know. How long have um, you been together? We'll be get five years in May. Since you were 15. Oh, I can't imagine that. Why are you interested in getting married? Um, I don't know. He's asked me a couple times, and... And what? I just kind of scared because I don't know if the man changes once they get married. Or, no, you know. nobody changes once they get married. <laughs> <laughs> we got right. two, we got two little kids together and stuff. Then get married. Get For God's sakes, raise those kids, please. 
e- even though we argue or well i'll tell you, you what know. those kids need a family they need the parents you're already the parents they're, they're yeah. stuck with that yeah and want to create as much stability as you can for them yeah okay. we do. we're no, not the on communication welfare he's worked work you know what I said, we're not on welfare, and he works. Good, and good. And there's something keeping you guys together. I mean, yeah. you've been arguing for five years, but he is not going to change. I, I, I mean, God, what, what, why have kids beforehand? Why do you have kids now? <laughs> why? Help me. Well, the first one is the accident, and the second one was planned. So. <laughs> why, why did you plan to have another kid? Um, I don't know, because to give, I don't know. How, how old's your uh, concubine? Um, he's 31. Wow. Wait, wait a minute. Let me do some math here. 12. He's 11 years older. All right. Wait a minute. He's 31. Uh-huh. You're 20. Uh-huh. You guys have been going out since you were 15. Yeah. And he was 25. I got pregnant at 15. All right. So at uh-huh. at 15, uh-huh. this 25-year-old? 27. Uh-huh. Oh, that's, oh well, that's okay. different. I we, thought we, he was 25. I was looking. <laughs> go, go get his genitalia, please. All right. Yes. He was a prime candidate for the Adam Carolla genitalia collection plan. <laughs> Please. He at twenty seven knocked you up at fifteen. Uh huh. All right. At least you have the decency to stay with her. But I- explain to me what I'm. I'm really trying to understand this. Why? Why have the kid that was planned? Why? Um, because we, I don't know to give him a little sister. <laughs> All right. Couldn't you've gotten him like a uh, uh, like a like a doll tumbles? No, I, I was baby having, tumbles or something. I was having a lot of health problems, and we figured if I got pregnant, then my health problems would kind of go away. But they kind of got worse. So. Oh, what? what who? Yeah, who a, told you? Oh pregnancy is a very unstable, dangerous state to be in. You got to be really healthy. To who do that. told you that you would get better if you got pregnant? Well, because I had a lot of ovarian cysts, and when you get pregnant, they go away. Yeah, well, those aren't those aren't health problems. That's just and you. And those aren't healthy, so... That's just, you know, very, no, ovarian cysts are just things you form. That's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no All right, oh, listen, man. I have ovarian cysts. Yeah, Please, you don't see me <laughs> and not Cerebral protection right now with this. But I'll tell you what, I think oh. people, I think people are having kids for two oh. reasons. One is I think women are trying to hang on to men. It's a way of trying to do more more in the line of putting men ahead of women's needs and just creating oh, something to yes. attach themselves to the men and men acting out their narcissistic needs. Right. If I can spit out an entire soccer team, somehow the guy will stay around. Right. This is a recalculous notion. Please. Oh, As opposed this, to figuring out what it is you really need. You're, just, you're doing whatever you can just to cling to a guy, to keep a guy attached to you. What, what kind of relationship is that? Oh, How does that oh get the, guy was, the guy was 27 when she was 15. Oh, okay. Isn't it sad that people need to have a license to catch a fish, but any damn fool can have a kid? Oh, it, uh, that's stolen from a comedian. I cannot take reference for that, but there's a really good point, and I think everybody should think about that. How do you think about that? Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 all right. I, I don't want to get going on this, but uh, it, is, it is killing. It is breaking the back of society. There's no more Darwinism. There's no more really uh, seeking uh, out the good genes. Uh, the very, idiots are being able to breed, and it's lowering our system, ve- and we're not being able to yes, really think, yes, think yes, it out. Yes, we're not thinning the we're herd. We're being bogged down by bad, bad ideas from people that should have been weeded out a long time ago. Absolutely. Somebody, and I might be one of them. Somebody puts a uh, hibachi in the uh, den because they want to warm the family. The uh, They get the carbon monoxide, and we got a guy bringing them back to life. You know, the EMT gets in there and pumps their lungs and brings them back to life. I say we have to let them die. Oh, jeez. These people should not be populating this society. I, am a, I believe in Darwinism completely. Yeah, but- We're not thinning the herd. 
And the herd is becoming diseased because we're keeping... Listen, in the animal kingdom, when one of the gazelles can't keep up with the herd, the herd moves on, leaves the gazelle behind, and a hyena eats it, and that's good because the the gazelle had bad genes. And if if the gazelle's allowed to stay with the herd, then it repopulates within the herd. Now the herd is weakened. Do you understand? Wow, I got him going. I am the shepherd. Do you hear me? (laughs) You are are a sick F. Oh, really? All right. All right, I'm going to uh, thin Drew's herd during the break, and we'll be back. <laughs> and a quick check of the out-of-town scoreboard. Wow, what the hell are they on about tonight, Bob? As usual, I have no idea. Why aren't those young people in bed? Go to bed. Love line. We'll be right back. Let's face it, going to Costco or Sam's Club can be really kind of a frustrating experience. Long lines, giant carts banging into you, big crowds, impossible to find a parking spot, and can be certainly a big time waster. Well, now fortunately, Boxed.com helps alleviate these issues. Boxed.com allows you to do all your wholesale shopping on your mobile device. No membership fees, and all the shipping is free for orders over $60. Boxed.com has hundreds of products similar to Costco and Sam's Club. Do you want to save yourself from the embarrassment of buying large quantities of, say, TP in public? Well, now Box.com is here to help you, and it will deliver hundreds of bulk-sized products right to your door, and again, for free for orders over $60. So just sit back, relax, and shop at your leisure online or on your mobile device. We'll notify you when your orders ship and when they're delivered. Stop paying retail and save yourself the headache and backache. With Box.com, we bring the Big Box Club experience to you. Save time, gas, and membership fees with Box Wholesale, the Big Box Club in your pocket. So get on your mobile device, visit Box.com, and enter promo code ADAM on the checkout screen for your 15% discount. Hey, hey, it's Adam. (laughs) I'm getting less and less professional as the weeks roll on. Does anyone notice? No. Thank you, Ann. Thank you for that BS. I'm Adam Carroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew. We're here with uh, Peanut from 311. They have themselves a CD out called uh, 311, coincidentally. Whoa. uh, They'll have another one out, I guess, in when? March? Or Uh, August? August. We're thinking, yeah, summer-ish on the later side of it. Uh-huh. I would not, I would hate to say a month because I'd be I'd be stuck to it. No, but you guys are actually going into the studio to record in like a month. In right? March, yeah, right. on March eleventh. All right, and what song are we going to hear? Huh? That one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which one, Ann? Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, uh, you wrote it down, Ann. You're right. You're totally in the clear. All right, uh, <laughs> Drew. You want to uh, read some stuff while we move ahead here? Oh, I thought you were going to the song. Yeah, we are. No, but this is. Don't read this stuff until uh, until we go to song. We'll go to song. Right. I, you know, there was an article where I was called Drew's sidekick. <laughs> Do you believe that? The sidekick. It's interesting. It's like... It's, uh, an, it's a different um, journalistic atti- or attitude angle to go from. Right. How about that? Well, it was an article about how great Drew was, and so they had to demean me in his presence in order to write a nice article about him, and that's the way that, um, that's the way that schlock works. All right, 311 is the name of the band. 311 is the name of the CD. Purpose is the name of the song, and it goes a little something like this. I believe in your purpose, baby. Coming up 
Purpose by 311 off of 311. Expect uh, another CD coming out uh, soon enough, well, like August. Chuck full of goodness. Is that going to be the name of it? No. That but sounds all right. But it's going to be. If if I got to name it, it, it would be something like that. Yeah, I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> well, why don't you get to name it? I named the video. Someone else gets to name the next album. Uh, limited edition? Nope. In, enlarged to show detail. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good, huh? Come yeah, on. I like that. Give me some credit. No, that's good. It's brilliant is what it is. Thank you. It's, it's sheer genius. <laughs> you know, really. You know, and see see what marijuana does? It opens your mind up so you can uh, rip off phrases. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I think it's... Uh, look, the band's great. The, I haven't seen the video. I'll go home and watch it. You say there's some nudity in it? Yeah, there's a little bit. Chicks? It's not... You? No, it's me. So watch out. All right, because once I get into masturbatory mode, that's it. Whatever I see, and if I get to show me some home movies with mom and grandma, I'm going. I won't take it personal. Okay, I won't feel it. Well, listen, I'm not going to call you and tell you, unless you're there. <laughs> I'm always there. All right, uh, I need it. I do need a new towel boy. <laughs> oh, towel boy, please. <laughs> we need a cleanup on aisle belly. All right. Just, we'll just have you. you had a stroke. I don't know. I'm getting. Rid of, I'm just punchy. It's more than punchy. What is it? Impaired. Some, something's happening. Yeah, to me. let's go. Okay, Marco. Bro. All right, Drew. Don't turn on me. Come on. Well, got to make got, it about four more minutes. We've done we'll the whole show it. with me kicking your ass around this studio. We Don't will turn make on it. me now. We will make it. Thanks. Four minutes. We'll be fine. Marco. Marco. Yeah. I, I just want to yell, Paula. Oh. Paula. Hi. All right. You've never okay. heard that before. You're 18. What's your question? Yeah. Okay. Um, I've been going out with this girl for the last year, and then for the last three months, I've been having sex with her. And I think, uh... Hold on one second. Yeah. Drew, see if we can find something we can gamble on, please. We got this three no. box. It's burning no. a hole in the, in the counter. Okay, Just look around. Look around. All right. So, what, Marker, you're gay, yes? No, I'm not gay. No. Oh, well, okay, I've been having sex with her for the last three months, and I think I haven't satisfied her as well as, as she would expect me to. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, well, uh, the, my penis size, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to know if you could give me a number or what what do you suggest I should do? Yeah, I have an 800 number you can call it. Is this coming from you or is this coming from her? Oh, it's from, from her. What did she say? She's been making little comments, you know, playing around like uh, Pee Wee or... Uh, the plane, the plane! No. But no. I oh, loser, no. that's cruel. Oh, that is a backbreaker. Magic wand makes my penis grow. Hey, uh... <laughs> yeah. Marco, what what size are you? I'm like five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, it's above average. I had a party with Marco. Hey, Marco. Yeah. You know the average penis size is like what was it? Five point four, five point two. I think it was. I'm guessing the guy who did the testing is five point three, so that's why it's five point two. But the, the point is, is it's much smaller than people would suspect. Yeah. So you're you're average. And it's not an issue for women, typically. Well, you see, but uh, I just wanted to know if I if I could do anything to help um, keep this relationship. Up. Yes, show your girlfriend that you love her, and yeah, ask her I what ask her what it is that would make her happy. That's all. Exactly, that's what that's I'm it. About. You'll be fine if she's open to that. 
Yeah, and um, see, basically, I'm afraid I might screw up with our relationship. That's why I made this call, you know. Why would you screw it up? With that um, penis size, you know. That will not screw it up. Please. That will not screw it up. Men, uh, uh, here, uh, here's what I would like to do. If I have any message at all, if I could convey one message, it would be for men to stop worrying about their penis size because women don't care half as much as you think. And women, stop worrying about your breast size because men don't care half as much as you think. Yeah. The two biggest misconceptions in, in sex. Uh, believe me, I know many a sick man. All the guys I know are, 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 are sexual deviants. And I'm the only big jug man of the group. That's very reassuring. Yeah, I don't know what that says about me, but the point is this. I, I, you know, I swear to God, these guys are deviants. And when it comes to boob size, yes, they like nice boobs. There's no doubt about it. But they don't like the huge jugs. They really don't. All right. That's it. I think something's wrong now with that. Now we're done. Mark, 21. Hi. No, there's more show. <laughs> Mark, we have one minute. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I was just wondering. Um, I think I was molested earlier, maybe raped earlier on in life, and I was just wondering if maybe there's a way I could find out or if it'll just come to me or this, because I have a feeling I was. What makes you think that happened? Um, I don't know. I was molested later on or raped, whatever, later on in life mm -hmm. at about 13, 14, 12, yeah. 13. Right. And, um, and I just have a strong feeling that it happened earlier in life. Well, if you if you subscribe to uh, Drew's um, um, victim theory, then possibly you were. But it would make sense. Something I was abused, um, physically abused by parents. Uh, well, that would be enough, yeah. okay. frankly. And uh, it would probably be hard to tell the difference emotionally really? between physical abuse and sexual abuse, particularly since you then were later sexually abused. All right, but the deal is, you, look, therapy, therapy, therapy. Yeah. I mean, whether you were raped at 13 or, or uh, abused at 10 or 5 or 3 or whatever it is, the point is, is there is at least one incident of rape that you can remember and possibly one that you don't. Either way, it's going to take some fixing. So uh, please get in and sort it out. All right, and we'll be back to wrap up and wrap down. Love life. So, the man stretched, stretched, stretched. Loveline, we'll be right back. So leave a message at the beep. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.
All right. Uh, Peanut, thank you very much for showing up tonight. No problem. We do appreciate it. Oh, I'll be back. All right. Well, wait six months. No. Please. And <laughs> restraining order. No, thank you very much. I know you have a date with a bong, and uh, you're, you're, you're running late. And a couch. No, I'm not late. I'm right on schedule. Are you? Yep. Oh, good. I'm, I'm running late. True? I'm beat. Yeah, because you're supposed to have your anima at 11, weren't you? All right. Let's go. All right, let's go. All right, next week, uh, mystery guest. Local H and who else, Sam? Failure. All right, Local H and Failure will be in here. And um, until then, I'm Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. You're my stern but groovy master, Adam. You've been listening to Loveline. The opinions expressed on Loveline, especially by Adam Carolla, are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or sponsors. Or even the character voices. Loveline, produced by Ann Wilkins for Westwood One Entertainment. Copyright 1996. So don't even think it. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.